You're about to listen to episode one of our new sports show, Breakaways, with Allison Williams. When ESPN and Disney forced Allison out for refusing to comply with their Vax mandate, the Daily Wire immediately brought Allison in. Now she's interviewing some of sports' biggest wild cards who dared to take on the establishment and put principle over politics. To watch the series in all of its audio and visual glory, go to dailywireplus.com, become a member today. Enjoy the show. Can we talk skincare real quick? I have bounced around with different skincare products for years. That's why I am so glad I discovered GenuCell Skincare. I started my journey with their under eye puffiness cream. I then started using their serums and moisturizers. Honestly, GenuCell uses a proprietary base with clinical levels of botanical extracts, which come together to yield amazing results. GenuCell products are natural, cruelty-free, and made in the USA. Now, men, I know you have no idea what products your wife or girlfriend uses. Get her their most popular products package this holiday season. Plus, you can get this package right now for over 70% off with GenuCell's early Black Friday sale. Not only will you get two months worth of their best sellers, but you'll also get their hyaluronic acid serum free with purchase. Take advantage of this amazing deal now by going to GenuCell.com slash Williams and use code Williams at checkout for an extra 10% off. That's GenuCell.com slash Williams, GenuCell.com slash Williams. Enos Cantor. Taking a stand against China and its leader, Xi Jinping. Ennis Cantor Freedom, whose basketball games were banned in China after he dared to speak out about that country's human rights abuses. Stop bowing down to dictatorships. Enough is enough, and this is unacceptable. The level of courage it takes for him, this is someone whose entire family essentially has been imprisoned in Turkey because he has spoken out. He knows he's putting his reputation and his career on the line. This is bigger than basketball. I want people to know what's going on, and this is unacceptable. Ennis, first of all, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us here in Washington, D.C., yeah. our nation's capital, because this is your home country now, too, since you became a U.S. citizen. Yeah, for sure. You haven't had a home country since 2017, uh, yeah. when your native Turkey revoked your passport. So what did that mean to you to become a U.S. citizen? The last five years has been a very rough, rough road. Uh, American people opened their arms from day one and gave me a warm welcome. But being labeled from your own country, Turkey, is a, the biggest terrorist. Or when they put your name on Interpolis, when they revoke your passport, that hurts. That's why I was so thankful for America to open their arm and give me a new family. That's why I was super excited, and I was like, wow, this is something very special. So you were labeled a terrorist. I think they've issued 10 arrest warrants for you, put you on the Interpol list because you criticized their president. Mm -hmm. What sparked that, that criticism? I got drafted in 2011. In the 2011 NBA draft, the Utah Jazz select Enes Kanter from Istanbul, Turkey and the University of Kentucky. In my first two years in the league, all I cared about was just playing basketball, have fun with my teammates. That's all I cared about. 2013, there's a corruption scandal happened. Mm -hmm. President Erdogan and, and, and his family was involved in it. Turkey's Prime Minister Recep Tayyip Erdogan is facing fresh calls to resign. A vast corruption scandal involving ministers in Erdogan's government. The Turkish Prime Minister sacked prosecutors and police officers that tried to investigate a corruption case in which people close to him were involved. After that, 
she started to go around and put innocent people in jail. Journalists, police, judges, prosecutors, or whoever talk about this scandal. She started to go around and shut down media outlets. And that was the first time I said something. And I was like, I don't care who you are, but if you're going to fight against a free press, I'm going to say something. And because of the NBA platform, it became a conversation here in America and Turkey. I was like, even one little simple tweet can affect so much. From now on, I'm going to, you know, pay attention about what's going on in my country more and more. So I started to study about foreign relations and Middle East, relationships between America and Turkey, Turkish history. And I started to write op-eds and give interviews and do some documentaries about the things that are happening in Turkey. Obviously, every time I say something, it was becoming a conversation. And Turkish government really hated that. Turkey has just issued an arrest warrant for an NBA player claiming he is a terrorist. But Nick Sinter, Enes Kanter, says it's Turkey who's the dangerous one. And that is why... The things I talked about really affected me and my family. My dad was a genetic professor. He got fired from his job. My sister went to medical school for six years. She still can't find a job till this day. I think the saddest one was my little brother because he wanted to be like his big brother and play in the NBA and he loved basketball. And he was asking me like, I'm the best player in my team. I'm the tallest one in my team. Why am I keep getting kicked out? He was too young. I couldn't explain him just because of the last, same last name. They were getting affected so much they had to put a statement out there saying we are disowning Ennis publicly. I remember going to a practice that day was definitely one of the toughest day in my life. And Turkish government didn't believe that. They sent police to my house in Turkey and they raided the whole house. They took every electronics away, phones, computers, laptops, iPads, because they wanted to see if I am still in contact with my family or not. Well, they couldn't find evidence because I wasn't. But they still took my dad in jail for a while. But we put so much pressure from here to Turkey with media, with politicians, they had to let him go. Did you have any idea that it would affect your family and loved ones like this as well? Maybe not as much, yeah. but I know how brutal the dictatorship over there in Turkey. So that, you know, that was always giving me an idea about what they could have done. They actually tried to kidnap me in Romania. I was detained, and literally two police was watching me, and luckily one of them was a big basketball fan. So it was me and my manager. You guys have two hours to leave this country, or you guys are getting deported back to Turkey. We called some senators, and you know we called some, some of my contacts, and MBA actually, Homeland Security helped us get back to America. Was that the most scared you've ever been for your for your own security and safety? Outside of America, yes. Here I am, in front of you, humble to speak in the names of those that are speechless and censored. Because being silent when you can speak up is a crime. Why was it worth it to you to take the risk of speaking out? I get that question a lot, especially from my teammates. Like, are you crazy? I hear that so many times. They're like, well, you're an NBA player. Just keep your mouth shut, play basketball, have fun, make your millions. Just why are you talking about it? 
people don't really understand. The one thing that these dictators does was, if you want to control the narrative and control the people, you have to take over the media, you know, and that's what they try to do. I mean, if you're a newspaper, right, there's no freedom of press or speech. If you're a magazine or TV channel, you say anything against the government, the next thing will be shut down. I would imagine it gives you a unique perspective on what's going on in our country right now. Censorship is at the top of conversation. We've started to see more and more of it in recent years. Do you think people realize how important freedom of speech, freedom of press is to, to the fundamentals of democracy? This is how I got my last name. I'm going to tell you yes. a very funny story. So first time I came to the United States, we were sitting now with my teammates, and one of my teammates criticized the president. Mm -hmm. And I saw his post. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he turned around and he's like, what happened? I was like, I saw your post. And he said, okay. I was like, well, you might be in jail tomorrow. And he started to laugh really hard. And I was very confused, like, why are you right. laughing? He pretty much said, like, well, this is not Turkey, this is America. I asked him, what do you mean? He said, well, we have freedom of speech, religion, expression, and press here. And I just, I still didn't get it because I did not have that growing up. The more people that I met and they were trying to explain to me what freedom means, freedom of speech means, it's so important to have the freedom of press, freedom of speech. So freedom means obviously so much to you that you make it your last name to drive that conversation. I want to talk a little bit about what you've lost in this process, and namely it's it's your family and the relationships there. What do you miss the most about your mom, your dad? I think my mom's meals, you know, because it doesn't matter. I mean, there, don't get me wrong, there's so many Turkish restaurants here. It's there's nothing like there's, mom's cooking. Though. Exactly. <laughs> Even if you go like the one of the most like I don't know expensive restaurants, you can never beat your mom's uh, cooking. You know, I tell my teammates all the time is like because after the games, they come and watch. So the, their parents come and watch the game, and I go on the court after the game, and I see like taking pictures, they hanging out. My mom never came to my game in NBA ever, and that was her like dream to just be there and proud of her son, you know? She never experienced that before. So I always tell them, was like, listen, man, you know, you never know when you're gonna lose it. So just make sure to just go out there and just uh, tell her, I love you, because it's so hard to say it sometimes. I don't know why, but you know, it, is, it, it is super important. That's gotta be hard to see that and, and know that you won't have that opportunity with your parents yeah. and with your brother and sister. I mean, that's the that's the saddest part. And when I got released by the NBA, I'm like, God, I just wish just one game, my sister or my dad or my mom came to my one game. Yeah. Just one game, you know? That was my dream, but, you know, it just didn't happen. Do you dream about that day when you can see them again? One day. No matter how much you accomplish that you do on the court or off the court, I think what my motivation is to know that one day my mom will be like, well, son, thank you for everything you're doing and be proud of you. And that is like... That'll be all the validation you'll need for exactly. everything you've had to sacrifice. You first spoke out about Turkey, but you've now taken on one of the world's superpowers, if you will. 
and you've come to speak out against China and the human atrocities taking place there. Ennis Cantor called for Tibetan independence. Tibetan people's basic rights and freedoms are non-existent. Enough is enough. Stop bowing down to dictatorships. I think the world is starting to wake up a little bit to what's going on with the Uyghur population, which is the Muslim minority there. When did you first come to realize what was taking place? I was doing a basketball camp um, last summer mm -hmm. with one of the congressmen in his district. And after the basketball camp, I'm taking pictures and signing autographs for the kids one by one. I took a picture with this kid and his parents pretty much called me out in front of everybody. He is like, how can you call yourself a human rights activist when your Muslim brothers and sisters are getting tortured and raped every day in concentration camps in China? I'm smiling for the picture. And I was like, oh my God, right? I turned around to that parent. I was like, I promise I'm gonna get back to you. Mm -hmm. Then I went back to my hotel. I canceled everything that day. I started to study about what people are going through there. Obviously on internet or YouTube or whatever you're gonna like learn from, there's all kind of news. Fake news, good news, bad news, right? I called my manager. I was like, I need you to find me a concentration camp survivor. I sit down and had a conversation with her on Zoom. Some of the stuff that she told me, I was like, oh my God. I don't care how much money is involved or business. If a human being carries a heart, you have to stand up for those people. Hearing from someone that what they have gone through, I was like, I don't care if they're like Turkish or they're my people or not. I mean, human is human. Going on the internet and looking at some of the interviews that some of the celebrities give, like LeBron James or John Cena, they can talk about all the problems that are happening around the world. But there's just one topic that you touch that, it's over for you. Yep. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We begin this hour with NBA player Ennis Cantor Freedom, who's taking on anyone he believes is remaining too silent when it comes to China's human rights abuses. You Why? have free Tibet on your sneakers, and exactly. you get and and the Celtics get basically kicked out of Chinese television. It felt like the shoes were kind of the culmination sure. of a lot of thought. So take me through the process of how you decided that you were going to wear those shoes to mm -hmm. begin the Celtic season. When I was a kid. Whenever I watched an NBA game, the first thing I was looking was the shoes. What color it is, what brand, if they're comfortable, and I was going and buying it. I wanted to do something so unique and different so all the other kids out there in the world can just be inspired by it. My first topic was Tibet. Right. So I remember it was 20 minutes before the game, I took my shoes out, I put it on my feet, I went out there. And my teammates were just like trying to understand what it is. But they were like, wow, it's a beautiful shoes, it's so colorful, it's this and that. I'm like, you just wait. We sang the national anthem. After that, we come in a huddle while coach is talking. There's two gentlemen from the Celtics, they were Celtics officials, came to me and said, we are begging you, please take your shoes off. I was very confused. I turned around. Before the game even starts. Before the game starts, yeah. 
I was like, what do you mean? He said, your shoes have been getting so much attention. We've been getting so many calls, you have to take those shoes off. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening. It was a perfect moment because I was just getting ready for my citizenship test. So I was like, there are 27 amendments, my first amendment, freedom of speech. I'm like, no, you cannot you know, tell me what to do because this is my freedom of speech. And they're like, we are not talking about a fine, we're talking about getting banned. Mm -hmm. After that, I did not take my shoes off. And I played zero minutes that game. And prior to that, preseason games, I played every game. The last year, I averaged double-double, started most of the games. In a halftime, I went back to my uh, locker and there were thousands of notifications. I clicked on my uh, manager's text message. He said, every Celtics games end in China. China pulling the broadcast of the Boston Celtics. The Celtics have reportedly been banned from broadcasts in China. Beijing pulls the plug on all Boston Celtics games after one of the team's players criticized China over Tibet. It took them 24 minutes, first quarter, second quarter, 12, 12, 24 minutes to, to literally ban every Celtics game the rest of the year in China. I was like, wow, that shows clearly there's dictatorship over there. There has been huge media storms. My managers obviously messaging me, you have an interview from here or this and that all over the world. I'm like, I don't want to do no interviews. The reason I didn't want to do no interviews because I didn't want people to say, well, he's doing it for attention. I was like, no interviews. MBPA. Player Association mm -hmm. called We are begging you, please take your shoes off. We are getting called from the NBA. They're telling you to take the shoes off. Am I breaking any rules? They're like, no. Then, then what's the problem? Well, you know, oh my God, they're literally telling me to take my shoes off. The last 10 years I talk about Turkey all the time. I did not get one phone call from NBA. Also like Adam Silver was messaging me the last 10 years is like, listen, Anything you need, let me know. We'll help you. We got your back. He's supportive of this. So supportive. I talk about China one day. My phone was ringing once every hour about, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop. What does that tell you about the deep connection and ties, especially financially, yeah. between the NBA and China? Hypocrisy. They were bothering us so much, me and my manager. I was like, okay. I promise you, I am not going to wear the Tibet shoes ever again. They said, thank you. So they hang up the phone. The next game, I wore free Uyghur shoes. They called me after the game. They're like, you're a liar. You lied to us. We can't believe you did this. I'm like, first of all, I did not lie to you. I never said I'm not going to ever wear the free Uyghur shoes. I just said, I'm just not going to wear the free Tibet shoes. I was like, from now on, do not call me or text me ever again. I want to talk to Adam Silver. And I hang up. After the fourth game, I had a conversation with Adam Silver. It was a 30-minute conversation, and Adam was always obviously telling me what I wanted to hear. You know, he was just telling me, oh, you know, we support you with this and that. I was like, Adam, what do you think about China banning every Celtics game on television? He stopped for a second. He said, that's not true. I was like, Adam, there's a State Department report out there. It's on internet. You can go read it says that a player talked about the issues that happened in China and Chinese government banned every Celtics game. It's a shame. He's like, well, I need to look into it. I don't know, don't believe everything. So like my mind was about blowing same time I was talking to him. I'm like, Adam, you know, this is true, right? You know exactly, you're either a bad commissioner or you have no idea what's going on. 
he did admit it and said, it's business. What frustrated me with Adam Silver the most is, two years ago, when we were in the NBA bubble, I was there. NBA was the first organization went out there and did everything they can to, you know, bring justice. Right. They put all kind of phrases behind our jersey, all kind of logos on the court, everyone nailed, and said, you know, we are standing up for something bigger than basketball. I'm like, that's amazing, I love it. Mm -hmm. But then two years later, this happened. So you're literally picking and choosing which one that you're gonna fight for because some of the things that you talk about, it affects your business and pocket. Mm -hmm. And that was the one thing that really frustrated I reached out to so many people. I'm like, God, please, just one player, just one athlete, right? Just send me one athlete that can stand right next to me. There was none. I had a conversation with my teammates and some of the athletes. They're all like, listen, I think what you're doing is so amazing. The shoes that you created is the most inspirational shoes that ever be you know, mm -hmm. created. You know, keep doing what you're doing. We love you, we support you, but we just cannot do it out loud. I was like, why? We have shoe deals, we have jersey sales, we have family defeat. I was very like confused. I'm like, well, put yourself in their shoes. If your mother, if your sister, or if your daughter was in this concentration camps getting tortured and raped every day, would you still pick money over morals, principles, and values. Mm -hmm. No one answers. They know what's going on. Oh, 100%. Of course they know what's, mm -hmm. they know what's going on. I mean, really like when I talk to them, you know, they know what's going on in Hong Kong. They know what's going on in to Uyghurs or, you know, Tibetans, because they are educated people, right. but they just choose it not to speak up about any of this stuff. Do you think there's an intimidation factor or it's it's so overwhelming they think it's not gonna make a difference anyway, so why jeopardize myself financially to take this on? That is one, because the fear is real for mm -hmm. them, you know, because they're like, well, it just one person. Okay, if I join this two person, how much difference we can make? Mm -hmm. But one person can make a huge difference. Is that why you specifically kind of targeted LeBron James? Because of the influence and impact he could have? He's all about social justice and standing up for things and more than an athlete. That's what he says, mm -hmm. you know. But the company that he signed with, Nike, is one of the biggest hypocrite company out there in the world. You look at Nike in America, they stand up for Black Lives Matter no Asian hate, they stand with LGBTQ community. But when it comes to China, they have no problem with slave laborers and sweatshops. Some, you know, residents in Xinjiang are being rounded up and working in factories that are in the supply chains of a number of, you know, very famous global brands that we wear every day, Nike, Adidas, Apple. It was not just about LeBron, it was about all the other athletes, but obviously he is the face, you know? So if he goes out there and says something, people will join him, be a leader that you, mm -hmm. that you say you are. That is the one thing that really frustrates me because when they ask him about, well, what do you think about things that are happening in Hong Kong two years ago when they're more tweeted at or what is happening to the Uyghurs or 
Nike, he said, well, I'm not educated enough. 100% lie. With this particular situation, it was something not only was I, um, you know, not informed enough about, um, I just felt like it was something that not only myself or my teammates or our organization um, had enough information to even talk about it at, at that point in time. To all the athletes out there, when you are signing that deal with these companies, do some research. You're not just put your, putting your signature, you're putting your, all your breath or your legacy, everything on that paper. When you look at what your advocacy has cost you, it's cost you your family, you prepared for it to cost you your career. It's bigger than myself. It's bigger than basketball and NBA. I mean, I feel like every player needs to ask themselves, athlete or celebrity or whoever you are, whenever I'm done with their career, how many lives you have changed, how many hearts you have touched, you know, how much impact or how many kids that you have inspired. If you can't answer those questions, good for you. But if you don't, then, then all your career is wasted. As you sit here today, do you think you will play another game in the NBA? I'm 29 years old, mm -hmm. and my body feels healthy. And I can't play another six, seven years in a league. But from what my teammate told me, and some of the experts and everyone told me that it's looking very unlikely. I don't want to say it because, I mean, my first job is to play basketball. My whole life, I worked so hard to get to this point. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. And now for one thing happened. And NBA has pretty much said goodbye. It's killing me how these dictatorships are pretty much running this 100% American-made companies. China cannot innovate U.S. from the outside, but they can do it from the inside. And NBA is just just very, very small example of it. You look at what's happening in Wall Street. You look at what's happening in academias, Hollywood, Congress. It's pretty much running our country. And this is unacceptable. And someone had to open that door. Do you think the Chinese government has put pressure on Adam Silver and the NBA to keep you out of? 100%. Adam, unfortunately, had to bow down mm -hmm. and listen to them. That's the sad part of it, how, how can they control an American-made company? I understand there's so much money involved and business and involved and jersey sales and shoe sales and stuff, but come on. You know, how can they fire someone in America right. where, who is Ameri just become an American citizen? That why you tweeted for Elon Musk to buy the NBA. <laughs> oh God. That to me though, when I saw that tweet from you, Ennis, I thought that sounds like a guy who knows his days are probably done in the NBA. I mean, I'm still hopeful because I mean, if you lose hope, then you lose everything. So I, my one side always be like, you know, just keep working. You know, you might be a team out there that will stand up for the right thing, but obviously it's going to cost them millions of dollars because all their games will be canceled in China. But I'm just hoping there's going to be one owner, mm -hmm. one coach or one GM be like, well, 
you know, this is bigger than basketball, so let's just pick him. I have peace in my heart. I have peace with people. I just want people to really know what's going on because they they need to be exposed. And I'm really happy that finally, finally someone did it. And I hope this will give so much courage to other players to maybe one day to talk about, you know, things are bigger than money. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Breakaways with Allison Williams. To watch the rest of the series, become a Daily Wire Plus member today at dailywireplus.com.